Welcome, everybody, to episode 32 of the Moneyline Madness Podcast. I'm Andrew. That's Matt. How we doing, Matt? Feeling good, man. Episode 32, back-to-back, a little Tuesday morning vibe. I mean, I know you're feeling good after getting a dub last night, so I'm here for it. For I'm feeling amazing after last night. It was, uh, really, it was a one-half game, and then you kind of just got the chill for the second half. I don't feel like anybody was playing hard in the second half, and they didn't have to, so... Yeah, last night was a really, really good game and uh, enjoyable first half to watch. And um, I don't know about you, but Jimmy Butler did not look like himself last night. So I, if I'm the Heat, that concerns me. Kyle Lowry didn't look like himself either, but I don't think he's, he's really also making been that, fat for yeah. years. So I don't, I don't think he's making that big of an impact in this series, regardless. And uh, they just they were able to lock down Bam Adebayo, so that's why it was relatively easy to win. The only thing I did not like is at the end of the game, Duncan Robinson was starting to drill some threes. If he takes that into the next game, that could get dangerous. But yeah, that was uh, it was pretty perfect last night. If you're a Celtics fan, yeah, yeah no, and if you are a Moneyline Madness listener, then you probably dropped a little bit of money oh, yeah. on the Tatum thirty and a win. And in that case, you probably cashed out a little bit. So. Good call on that one. And, oh yeah, uh, and you've also you probably cashed out on that Jimmy Butler under because oh was, yeah the Jimmy pretty... unders and the uh, the Kyle Lowry unders. Yeah, Hell yeah. oh yeah, it was a pretty good yeah. night. Good night for us considering uh, all of our bets on that game. So definitely oh, yeah. liking that, and I'm probably liking the position you're in for the rest of the series. Truthfully, yeah, I'd like to end this thing Friday. I would love for them to only go six because it looks like for what we're gonna talk about in a minute. Either way. The team that wins this series is going to be at a significant disadvantage come the NBA Finals. So. Absolutely. <laughs> that actually brings us into, obviously, today. It does. Um, we have the Western Conference, who will be facing the winner of, the obviously, the Celtics and Heat. Uh, the Warriors and Mavericks going up. The Warriors are up 3-0 in Dallas tonight. And from what I'm hearing and the vibe that you're giving me, this thing's over tonight, huh? Uh, yeah, I think this is a wrap. I, I think... Curry can take the night off, too, because I think tonight's Jordan Bulls night. We so we talked about the other day he didn't have the best uh, game. What was it, game three? Uh, yep. He didn't have the best game three. He didn't shoot many shots. Tonight, I think, this is kind of the night where, like, what do the Warriors have to lose? They're up 3 nothing. You lose a game, oh, boy, they have to win three more, and they have to go on the road. So it's kind of like, Curry, take a little bit of a night off, and, like, let's let Jordan go off. And I have Jordan over 16-and-a-half. I think that number's... Probably in a perfect spot. I think he gets a little bit over that, and they really, they spread the wealth really well. So I think even if he only has twenty five or twenty to twenty five, I think everybody else is going to score around him. So that's my uh, that's my uh, who the, who's going to take over the game pick. Very interesting. I could definitely see Poole having a better game than he did last time, especially because they're going to be giving him a little more volume. And like you said, it's this is kind of like a fuck it game. Like yeah. we have nothing to lose right now. Like we may as well come out and play some free flowing basketball. And if we don't win, we could come back and, you yeah. know, re chalk this up. So one thing that I do have, um, I am going to be hopping on the Mavs tonight. I just think that there's no way that Luca just rolls over and dies. Um, so I'm going to be sprinkling lightly on, I don't even think I'm going to be going with the money line because at minus 112, that doesn't even seem like, no, I didn't like the money lines on this. So I think if I was to go with uh, a bet that had a money line in it, I'd be going with the player performance double, and I'd be going with something of the sorts like, let's see, I don't even, like a lot of the Luka ones tend to be really uh, crazy, like 35 points in a win. 
I mean, that Luca double double in Dallas to win at plus 168 seems like the most logical one yeah. if you want to go with the Mavericks win. So I'm going to go with that. Um, on the other side of the ball, I have Clay Thompson under 19 and a half today. I think that this is probably the day that we see Clay take a step back. Um, this isn't game six yet. So, I mean, he's got no reason really to turn up 19 and a half, especially if it's going to be a pool party, especially if Wiggins yeah. is getting involved. I think that Clay is going to hit the under on that. And uh, one guy for the, the Mavericks, if they really want to win this game, that's been key. Spencer Dinwiddie, the oh, guy, yeah. he's been their best role player so far. Um, I have him over two and a half threes at plus 140 today. So I think that the Mavericks should come out a little bit less flat than they did last game. They need energy. They need points out of their role players. Anybody besides Luca Brunson and Dinwiddie. So I think Dinwiddie is going to contribute. I think hopefully Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock come do something instead of just running around. And uh, hopefully Luca can get some help out there. Yeah, if the Mavs are going to win, I'd probably key in on uh, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith to, to get something going. I know... Um, they were talking a lot about um, how he doesn't have much talent around him, Luca, and they're right. That's not like Dorian Finney-Smith's not a guy that you even want in your starting lineup if you're going for a you're going for a championship. But in this situation, they need him to step up. They need Reggie to step up too. I mean, we talked about him. He was just running sprints the other day. He was over ten. Over so, ten, I mean, man. That's gross. That is seriously nasty business. Yeah. And yeah, they're gonna need. I mean, the only thing about Dorian Finney-Smith that scares me this game is. Andrew Wiggins is guarding him, and yeah. Wiggins has been unreal on defense. Good defender. Good, he's good defender. found his role in Golden State, and since then, he's just been able to flourish as a new type of player, and we're seeing him break out in his own special way. It's not just on the offensive side of the ball like we thought he would be coming out of college. It's on defense. It's you know contributing to his role as that small forward of the team, so yeah. it's going to be really interesting seeing how that plays out for sure. He built up the muscle and it really helped him defensively. That happens very often. We love that. But yeah, um, the only bet, <clears throat> the only Mavericks bet that I have is the um, Luka Doncic under seven and a half assists. Like we said last game, he didn't have anybody that was making shots. I go, I'm on the the boat that they're not going to do it again. I don't think the Mavs are going to be really in the right headspace tonight. They kind of got their asses kicked, and I think they're kind of in that mindset that okay, we're going on vacation now. So that's not going to be Luca's mindset, but Luca can't assist to himself. So everybody else's mindset is probably like that. So under seven and a half assists for him. I also have Golden State money line tonight. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win the game, and it had more value than picking the minus one, uh, the plus one. So uh, that's what I went with. So. Yeah, no, it's a lot of uh, odd lines when it comes to just spread money line when you're looking at this game. You got the plus one, minus one, and then both negative money lines. So really not much on that. And it truthfully isn't worth it as much to pick a winner in comparison to picking some player props. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be an exciting game, man. I just really hope Luca doesn't bow down because that's not the no. type of guy Luca is. And I no. can't see that just happening. But like we say, it's about everybody around him being able to contribute and step up because that's what their problem has been. He hasn't had that solidified number two to come in and help him out. So, yeah, I don't think Luca's in that mindset. I just think everybody else probably is, and that's no offense to those guys, but I think, I think they're all like, I think Dorian Finney-Smith is under contract for next year, but like Reggie Bullock's probably thinking, hey, where am I going to play next year? Like, where, where's my? Because I think he's on a one-year deal. Like, a lot of those guys Brunson's are probably hitting that. Paid, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, Brunson's definitely, and I'm sure he'll still play a great game, but like. 
he's probably thinking definitely like, where's my bag? Where am I going to be? Like, who am I going to be playing for? Who am I going to be? Where am I moving my family? Like that type of thing is probably on Brunson's mind. Absolutely. Especially when you're down 3-0. Like, he, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally get what you're saying when his head is checked out. But yeah. guy like Luca, I think that his talent alone should give them one game. I thought that at the be- I mean, at the beginning of the series, I thought his talent alone could get them two or three if they had solid role play. But I mean, at this point, I'm hoping just for one for my guy, Luca. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I said it at the beginning. I said with solid role play, they could compete. I had I th- actually you, I'm on record in saying that the the Mavericks would give the Warriors a better series than the Heat would give the Celtics. Boy, was I wrong. But um, I really expected with a better role play, they'd have a chance. But Three games where they kind of, I mean, in game two, they should have won the game. They know that. Everybody knows that, but they didn't ultimately. So, I mean, I think the role play has been bad enough that they just really didn't have a shot in the other two. So, unfortunately for Luka, they're going to have to kind of fix that. They tried. They had Chris Stapps there. That didn't help. I mean, they, they tried their best. So. Apparently, they're looking into, you know, like a DeAndre Ayton type of guy, another center to give Luka a big man to roll, pick and roll with. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully they could get somebody because he does need that help, man. Yeah, that, that has to definitely happen in the offseason for them. I think that's going to do it for basketball, right? Basketball's kind of yeah. down a little bit. Um, we're yeah. still going to be keeping more picks. And I'm sure during the finals, we're going to be dissecting crazy. Oh, yeah. But for right now, for a series that's 3-0, there really isn't much to need, that needs to be said. Luka needs to come through with his role players tonight. And uh, not that he hasn't been coming through, but his role players really need to step up and help him out. And uh, if they want any chance to win, it's got to be the Luca show featuring, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith featuring Sten Spencer Dinwiddie, those types yeah. of guys. So they got to step up and we'll see tonight. It's going to be a good one. Absolutely. They need, and, and in the other series, it's really it's interesting, but we can't we're we're not going to be on tomorrow, but we'll we'll definitely be tweeting a lot out tomorrow because I had a, I have the feeling that tomorrow the winner wins the series. I agree with that. So. I definitely agree with that for sure. For sure. Speaking of winners, something that we didn't do a lot of yesterday in our baseball picks, um, winning, that was just, I chalked up yesterday, especially the Yankee game. Once I saw the way that the Yankee game was going, I was like, my baseball bet night has been ruined, truthfully, just because a Yankee game where they come in and they hit, Aaron Judge hits two home runs, Garrett Cole throws for eight innings with 11 strikeouts. That sounds just like a recipe for a, a signature Yankees win. And they lost. Yeah. To the Baltimore I, Orioles, bro. The Orioles. Like, come on, man. I was seeing it all over Twitter, the uh, MVP Aaron Judge stuff. But um, what I can't wait for, and you know I'm a Mets fan, so I have this feeling, is the Dodgers are a half game back from the Yankees in terms of having the best record. I cannot wait until Yankee fans can't use the excuse, well, we have the best record in baseball, because that looks like that's going away soon. And also, speak for yourself, I went uh, everything else. I was bad. The Brewers lost, uh, all that. But I went two for two on the Mets bets. The the game total runs doubled. Mm. It was at eight. They, they all scored 16. And the Mets won. So I was right on that one. I'm going to toot my own horn on that one because that one was actually kind of a gamble with David Peterson on the mound and they took care of business. But yeah, with the Yankees yesterday, very disappointed in the way they, uh, I, Garrett Cole had 11 strikeouts yet. We That's all what I'm saying. Like you got to win that game. Yeah. You, you have to win that game. I think the only thing that saved me was my plus money on the twins game. Uh, Chris Archer finally came through. And like we said, when oh, there's yeah. no expectations on that guy, I mean, it really seems like he thrives. So he was able to give some, uh, four inning, 
baseball with uh, his under on Ks as well. So I don't think we took that, but I think we might have mentioned that that was a good feature of his game that uh, he doesn't really go over on a lot. Today, anyways, we're coming back. Obviously, you know, that Yankee game left a bad taste in my mouth last night. So I'm coming back, and this is kind of disrespectful, but I'm betting on the the AL East rivals. I'm betting on the Red Sox tonight. Oh. They've been playing some good baseball. I don't know if you've seen. Their bats are finally coming alive. They are. They're going up against the White Sox. White Sox have been slumping a little bit. And Boston comes in at plus 144 on the money line with Nick Pavetta on the mound. I feel like the White Sox don't have – I mean, they have Dylan Cease, but I feel like they just don't have the bullpen to to hang around with they these don't. other solid teams. Like, you go – even their starting pitching, past Keuchel, and, I mean, Cease is okay. Past that, who do they have? You know, like, it's really lost. I don't think Kopech has been active, right? He's hurt? Um, I believe Kopech's – I think Kopech's back now, but I don't think he's pitched much, so you can't really even count him. But I do know that Giolito – Probably their ace. I, I don't know how much how well he's done, but I do know Cease has probably been their best pitcher. But his whip is really getting up there and like I'm not a great pitcher care. So he's at one seventeen right now. When you reach one twenty on a whip, you're kind of That's like scary. Yeah. you're waiting for the downfall there. So yeah, I agree with you on that one. Actually the the Red Sox bats are Trevor's story made everybody look stupid. I mean, he had four home runs in six in what? Four home runs in two days, I think it was. And yeah, so, he had the one three home run game, and then he, I think he came yeah. back and he hit one and went and he hit like, a grand a double slam. or something like he that. Hit a grand so. slam in that game. Yeah. I, so the I do agree with you on that one. The Red Sox look really good right now, so I I like that pick. And for the White Sox, they're a lot like the Blue Jays. Their pitching is going to let down an offense that is really good because the the Blue Jays are going through the exact same thing right now. Yeah, and I mean, we talked about it a lot, I think, lately, how pitchers that were renowned aces, like Giolito last year was a Cy Young candidate, and then the fact that he's came out this season, he's been pretty stinky, it's uh, it's concerning from the standpoint of a White Sox fan. I mean, I don't know many of them, but I'm sure it must stink, you know, knowing that you thought you had something good going, you thought the White Sox were coming along the past two seasons, stringing together maybe a playoff run this year. And now you're kind of stinking it up. Not that they're out of it, but no. Do you think? But I think that series win over the Yankees will help them wake up. I would hope. And they they had a day off yesterday, coming off a series win. But did they sweep them? Did the Yankees sweep them? Or did the White White Sox Sox. sweep the Yankees? No. Yeah, the Yankees took the first one, and then they lost the doubleheader. Gosh. So that that hopefully maybe that helps them. And coming with a day off is good too. But don't forget about Boston. Boston's coming back at. They're 19 and 22, which is still under 500, but they were really, I think they were, what, 14 and 22? Like they won five straight, I think. So, yeah, now they're, they're on fire themselves, too. Yeah, very uh, interesting stuff we got going on in the American League for sure. I mean, I think it's a lot more interesting over in the American League than the National League right now just because of all the injuries going on, especially with you guys, the way that the Padres aren't fully healthy. It's really just. I mean, even the the Braves, too. It's really just the Dodgers kind of chilling over by themselves, just waiting. They'd cruise, do their cruise control until July comes. So. Well, I will say this. I, I'm not going to be a Met boy here, but I will say that David Peterson pitching that way against a pretty good lineup gave me a little bit of hope that maybe we don't have a complete hole in our rotation. But I do agree with you with the other teams. The Braves are concerning. They got their asses handed to them by Philly last night, and Philly has not been good this year. Um, 
and the Padres aren't healthy, but they have a solid record. When they get healthy, when they have Tatis back, I think that team's they probably— They need him back desperately. They need Voight to get going, and yeah. they need to not have to play Robinson Cano. That too, yeah. Um, and the Dodgers, the Dodgers aren't necessarily—I would say—I wouldn't say in cruise control yet, mostly because they're having their own issues pitching-wise in their bullpen. It's not the best. Their rotation's always going to be great. They're— Great at finding time. I mean, they found Andrew Heaney, who was having a great start to the year. So Tyler Anderson was having it. Like they're having good pitching. It's just everyone has a good year with the Dodgers. Yeah, that, that they're never going to be out of it when it comes because of their pitching. They just and they also have been making some fielding mistakes, which is, I mean, they lost a game because of a fielding error the other day. So those types of things. So they're not necessarily in cruise control. I think they have a one game lead on the Mets for a half game lead on the Mets for the first place in the NL. I think the Brewers fell off a little bit, so they're kind of not that much of a contender right now. But I do agree with you. The AL is far more interesting because you have those middling teams like Toronto, Chicago, Boston that are starting to make their come up. Yep. And you have the Yankees that just lost the series for the first time in like almost a month. So yeah, those types of things are very interesting in the AL. Yeah, and honestly, it's kind of surprising that I said that, being that I have no more American League bets for the rest of today. No, all more. of the, I have three more bets and they're all National League. So I'm gonna be honest, all my bets were National League too. I was very oh, yeah, sad. yeah. I mean, you started with the AL, so it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I guess. Hit me, hit me with what you got in that pocket. Yeah, well, I'm going with the most boring game tonight, probably. Um, although there is big, big news. Um, Roz, Ro, I want to, I don't want to butcher his name. Um, Ronzi Con- Contreras is making his second start in the big leagues. Um, so he's, he's for the pirates. Uh, they're at home against Colorado thinking he had a nice solid start to start, um, start his career. And, um, for Kyle Freeland, he's been pretty God awful. Um, but I'm going to say he picks it up tonight on the road. It's tough to look at ERA and whip when you're looking at a Rockies pitcher. Cause that, that ballpark is just a joke cause it flies out of there. So I'm thinking Freeland rebounds from a rough start and they, um, Take it on the money line tonight at plus 106. I like those odds on the road. I know it's tougher, but I think it's a good one. Although both of those teams have probably gone over expectations a little bit. They're both middling to 500 right now. Even the Pirates, who are terrible, are, are really getting closer to 500. But that's because they get to play the Reds all the time. So, so that's always uh, helpful. I also have the Dodgers at minus one and a half against the Nationals. That's a, that's, that seems like, yeah, just yeah, some free cash. Nothing to really. Yeah, I'm so staying over there, too. And I got Walker Bueller over four and a half strikeouts. Yeah, like uh, that Nationals, they swing and miss a lot, man. They're horrible. They, they, they're horrible right now. And that's a, that's at minus 142 because it's so, uh, so light. So I'm going to sprinkle on that, sprinkle on that. You could even combine that with the run line for a little bit of a juicier pick. Um, and then keeping it in the NL, I'm coming to you guys tonight. I'm turning to you for a win. I'm looking at the Mets money line at plus 106 um, against the Giants. I feel like you guys hit well last night. We said there was going to be a lot of fly balls, and obviously there was. You put up what, 13 oh, yeah. runs? 13 like, runs, and they had a they had a, a an inning where the eighth inning, I think it was, the pitcher looked like he was throwing BP right down the middle, and they're swatting home runs off of him. They almost went back-to-back-to-back to back to back at one point. So, yeah, the, the Mets offense looked very good. That stadium always, it kind of plays like Coors, but it's a little bit different. But it is always cold there, so it does fly out like that. So, very interesting dimensions to that ball. Very as well. interesting dimensions. And this this leads me into my last pick of the day. A little 9:41 p.m. start time. Milwaukee Brewers at San Diego Padres, and I'm riding with the Padres on this one, plus 114. I think that 
if the Brewers are going to fall off a little bit, we could see them slide and skid. So tonight I'm going to roll with the Padres at plus money. I like a little bit on that. I feel like after 10 innings yesterday, they saw a little bit of momentum and they're going to look to keep that up. And a good team like the Padres needs to come out and beat other good teams like the Brewers. You know, they need to take series like this if they want any chance of contending in the National League. So they need to do it without Tatis so that when he comes back, things could get a little bit easier. A lot like the basketball game, I think we're on opposite sides on that one. I think because Corbin Burns is pitching, I think I'm going, I would go Milwaukee and Blake Snell still coming back. But I do see where you're at because the Padres are a really good team who need to beat good teams. But I think just for tonight, Corbin Burns, he's, I mean, it's going to be tough for them. to. If you have Robbie Cano in the lineup, you're probably not going to be very successful against Corbin Burns. So we'll see how they do. But uh, I think we're on opposite spot sides on that one. Hey, we shall see. I mean, I think it'll be a good National League game regardless because right. no matter what, these teams both have lineups that kind of are almost must-see TV. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're a baseball fan, you love Yelich. You love, you know, Voight, these types of hitters like that that really make teams. They got uh, Colton Wong has been coming alive. Like, it's really it's interesting to see the way that these teams, because nobody really thought of say five years ago, Brewers Padres, you talk about that game. It sounds like an absolute yeah. stinker. You know, yeah, nobody was. thought yeah. of those. Te- yeah, no, it literally was. Nobody thought of those teams getting to where they are today. So to, to see two heavily competing teams in the national league play like consistently like this and have, you know, some star power in the lineups is it's exciting to see. So, yeah, I've always loved the Brewers uniforms too. I don't know about you, but I love them. They yeah, the really the nice. logo with the glove has always been yeah. sick to me. So. That when I found out that that was an M and a B, that changed my life. Yeah, that really did. It really it cre- like creative designers just wow, what They're talent, you know, what talent. Yeah. Well, is that gonna is that gonna chalk us for today? Because I think, I sp- think so. This world's a little bit dry these days, but that does not mean that there isn't money to be made. No, Obviously, we're gonna be coming back weekly basis, multiple episodes a week, giving you the best chances to win some money. So. This has been, what, 32? 32 whole episodes, you know, man. You know what the dry means now? That means in September, it's when it gets to football season, it's going to get very crazy. It's just wait up. till uh, – you know what made me makes me kind of sick is, is we just started this podcast in, I think it was January, and um, it's, it's, um, it's a World Cup year. And you'd think, hey, there's a little bit of a gap when the NBA ends. It's just MLB. You think, oh, we'll have the World Cup. But no, the World Cup's in November this year because we're in Qatar. So, ah, oh, pain. Or quarter Qatar. I don't know. What Qatar. Yeah, about. you're good. Yeah. It's cool. It'll be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, and you know, we'll, if there's bets for it, we'll be fine. Oh, we'll be talking about it. You already it. know. So, so I'm, make I'm sure. I'm going all in on the uh, U.S. So, <laughs> hell yeah. Put the whole house on it. Whole house is on it. <laughs> whole house. Make sure if you guys are not following us on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok at ML Madness Pod. We're active on the socials. And like we said, there's not going to be an episode tomorrow, but we're going to be posting our bets on there, making sure you guys got everything you need to make some money off of that Celtics Heat game. So without further ado, this has been Moneyline Madness, episode 32. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It has been real. Andy B, say peace to the peoples. Peace. Go dogs. <laughs>